This show is brought to you in part by the Rise Up, Stonewall, and the LGBTQ plus rights movement exhibit opening October 17th at the Illinois Holocaust Museum in Skokie. Find out more at ilholocaustmuseum.org. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Chicago Queer Now. I'm Adam Rhodes and I'm here with my lovely co-host Taryn. I say that every time because you are incredibly lovely, Taryn. How are you doing? Aww. Aww, thank you. I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm frankly very excited. It's Halloween season here. Um, or I guess it's Halloween season everywhere, Taryn. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very Chicago specific thing. <laughs> If you haven't heard, there's this holiday <laughs> at the end of October called Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yes. Uh, pretty, Halloween is pretty much every, the time of the year that I go like decor shopping, clothes shopping. Like I am like an ooky spooky kind of person. Um, yeah. And you're so, not alone. I feel like Halloween is like the queer holiday. So we have a lot Christmas. to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's queer exactly. Christmas. It's queer Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have so much to talk about. Um, but before we get to that, what have you been up to? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. Yeah, yeah, things have been good. Um, Monica and I have tried to cross a few things off of our like Chicago summer bucket list and also do a few fall things. And yeah, now that we're into October, we are, um, yeah, leaning into the Halloween vibe, watching scary movies and all of that stuff. But very cute, very cute. Yeah. Randy and I are going to uh, Andersonville, I think this weekend to like stop at like the cute stores like selling their halloween gear like woolly mm. mammoth foresighted enjoy all that fun stuff yeah yeah you said you were doing a halloween craft last night yes we and we're finishing it uh tonight it's like a 3d paper haunted house thing but it like requires a lot of like folding and gluing and things and um is not conducive to wine so that's why we had to put it on pause last <laughs> yeah listen gotta know your strengths <laughs> exactly <laughs> at least it didn't like we, at least we didn't like continue and like it turned out to be like oh it like looks haunted but like not because it looks like the description it looks haunted like in like a worse way right you just start to get a little too cocky <laughs> right like, like, i don't have to follow the design <laughs> right and it was like i know how this works <laughs> yeah and then it comes out with being like this like scares me like on a personal level <laughs> right right <laughs> we've been leaning into the halloween vibe a lot mm-hmm. um We've been watching uh, like old scary movies, that kind of deal. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Sweet. Um, so yeah, let, let's dive in. Like, tell me why you love Halloween and the spooky season. Mm-hmm. And also just like why you think queer people in general love the holiday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I think I particularly like Halloween. Um, I don't know, like it just really fits with like my vibe and my aesthetic. I love uh, how a lot of the times like horror and like the Halloween vibe is like, when people feel comfortable like playing with like their identities and like how they like dress and like you know that's when you see the gays like wearing makeup when they don't like all year round kind of deal Mm -hmm. um but I think I've just always like liked the aesthetic more than anything too like I wore black a lot like when I was in high school I was like I have you as you've heard in previous episodes I did have an emo adjacent phase in high Mm -hmm. school so I think like um that was like that laid the foundation I think for my current um like as I describe, I'm like a camp goth because like mm-hmm. I like spooky things, but I especially like it when they're like pink and glittery and like gay. So, right. um, 
But yeah, and I think uh, I think queer people like Halloween just because it's like, it feels like the fun holiday. And it's like, you get to dress up and like be ridiculous and like eat candy, you know? Like, it's just, it feels like the, the actual like party holiday. It's our St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like the straight people have St. Patrick's Day where they like get drunk and all wear green. This is the holiday we have to wear like whatever the hell we want and then also get drunk, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think obviously there are a lot of, kind of similarities with Halloween being the night that anyone can be, you know, whoever they want to be in dressing mm-hmm. up and wearing makeup and stuff. And that kind of like putting on a costume and putting on a mask is something that like some queer people have to do in their daily life. And so Halloween Ooh. is like a night that you can just kind of like be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're taking and, off the mask on Halloween. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like more than anything, I think it's just like a really fun time for self-expression. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can just do whatever you want. Queer people are great at partying and yes. just looking amazing. So, mm-hmm. and I think like, especially on Halloween, like the people who like do Halloween, like the best quote unquote, are the people who have like, like a, a really funny costume, like that, like cracks people up or is like over the top and really beautiful and creative or like a mix of the two like if you think of like the bob's burgers halloween costumes like i think of like linda's was sheriff it was like share but like with a sheriff um, oh yeah 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 good jacket good on like a star like stuff like that mm-hmm. um so but i think like and that also lends like queer people are great at that yeah because um, Unfortunately, we are funnier than everyone else too. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> Basically, any like drag name, like that is the same type of humor for like as those exactly. Costumes. And it's like that's yeah. what Halloween thrives off of. So like right. we're just like, oh my gosh, we and like I feel like quite queer people have like a wit that comes with like kind of having to be on the defensive. So we're like good at like calling. Um, I don't know. I feel like queer people like are like inherently witty in a certain way too. So it's just like it lends itself to like that's why they call it gay Christmas or queer yeah. Christmas. Yep. It makes sense. So obviously I love Halloween for pretty much every reason out there. Why do you like Halloween, Taryn? <laughs> I was never a like huge fan of Halloween growing up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for reference, I can see at least one skeleton behind you, Adam. And um, I know I've been to your house and you have the the spooky candles. And I think mm-hmm. at one point we're uh, browsing for like a haunted dollhouse and things like that. Yes. Oh, um, I was going to make... <laughs> Oh, we'll discuss that later. Go ahead, Darren. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say I like have never really had that aesthetic. Um, honestly, mostly when I was a kid, I liked Halloween because my birthday is like three days after, um, and it was kind of like the beginning of the holiday season in general, like my mm-hmm. birthday and Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of that. Um, but yeah, I I think it's it's always a good time. Um, Monica and I have never had a proper Halloween together. Um, we've been dating for like over three and a half years, but in that time we've been either like long distance or the pandemic or, you know, um, so we haven't been given a good opportunity to like show off a good couple's costume or like really party together. So I'm looking forward to oh hell yeah that coming, whether it's this year or, or in the future. Um, oh, it's this I think, year. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. No, I, I'm making this pledge on the podcast that Taryn and Monica are going to have an incredible Halloween party this year. Sponsored. Are you, are you in, hosting? In part, in part <laughs> by me. It's like hot Taryn Halloween. This is gonna be great. 
All right. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, honestly, like despite the pandemic, the last year or two has made me get into Halloween more because since we really couldn't do anything festive in October last year when the pandemic was kind of at its mm-hmm. worst, Monica and I really leaned into watching a lot of horror movies. And mm-hmm. I've never really been like super into horror, but um, we've had a great time kind of making a list um, and watching a whole range of things. And we are continuing that this year already. So it, it's been a blast. Oh my gosh. That's first of all, that's super cute that you guys have like a little movie list and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I've actually also been getting into horror movies during the pandemic. Uh, as my partner, Randy can attest, I did not like horror movies literally before the pandemic. I was like, oh, I don't like being scared. Um, yeah. I'm not like a big fan of like gore and things. Um, but I think like once you get into it, like you see that like, even if it is like gory quote even if there's like a bunch of blood and everything it is like okay but this is also like impossible like yeah this is like a ghost rip someone's head off not like something that would like actually happen in real life yeah um but yeah i have also been getting into uh horror movies we also uh just finished nightmare on elm street so uh mm. you and i are in the same boat and like the horror movie um the horror movie boat i don't know we're fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so randy watches them with you he doesn't leave the house no oh my god wouldn't that be so rude um <laughs> no, no 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 randy randy loves horror movies so he every time i'm just like oh which one should we watch um he either will point me to the ones that we've already seen or he will um like help us pick like a new one or something like that yeah cool mm-hmm. yeah we this just- season we've started off with uh we watched scream 2 and just last night watched scream 3 um, fabulous love that that franchise so far um mm-hmm. about a week ago we watched jennifer's body which is one of the like queer horror movies have oh, you seen that yeah. one i have not but i know all about it yeah yeah you should watch it um mm-hmm. we also like in terms of queer horror movies have a few more on our list like we want to watch the the fear street trilogy um i know what you did last oh, summer the so craft good. so those are all on the docket uh, for mm-hmm. the next couple weeks so yeah, the Fear Street trilogy is incredible. It's so, so good. Um, both Randy and I, like when we first started, we're just like, oh, like it'll probably be like a, a cute teen horror movie. And mm-hmm. it's really, really good. Like okay. it, is, it is really well done and I loved it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I feel like I've, we've all just been leaning into like, listen, the world is terrifying. So like, let's watch a scary ghost movie. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's where I'm at. Especially the like Monica especially likes the kind of campy more like 90s early 2000s one mm-hmm. where it's like also just a good like teen rom-com type vibe yeah. um so yeah good stuff yeah that um yeah like Nightmare on Elm Street like I said uh that's what we like loved about it and was like oh my god this is so ridiculous and over the top yeah um I also saw a hilarious Twitter thread of um just gifs of just like terrible falls and horror movies and there's one where like someone's running down the hallway and they literally just like spin and fall. And it's oh so my God. funny. <laughs> like they do like a fucking pirouette and just like eat it. And I was like, now it's not the time for choreography. Ugh. Choreography, <laughs> choreography. Oh my God. Am I okay? We're keeping that in. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Lord. Well, Fuck. what's what's one of the best Halloween costumes you've ever done? Slash, do you have a plan for this year? So actually, the last Halloween costume that I had that I like actually dressed up as like in is 
like my very first like queer Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was like a gender bent Harley Quinn from the Suicide Squad movies. Ooh, that's um, cool. So like, I literally went and got like the Harley Quinn costume. I had like the jacket with like the um the crop top. I had the like sequin shorts. I bought like fishnets for it. It was I had some Doc Martens at the time. I still have them that have skele- glow in the dark skeletons on them. Ooh. Um, so it was it was a vibe. I fucking loved that costume. I think I still have some of it. And if not, I might just buy it again. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to show me pictures. That sounds oh, great. So fierce. I a hundred percent might just do that again. But yeah, what have you ever gone? Or you said like not with Monica, but like before, did you ever um have like a really creative or really um a costume you're super proud of? I also, I've never gone like super all out. I've always been the type of person who's like, what do I have in my closet and how can I make that a costume? Like, I think when I was a kid, I I went as like a baseball player or a soccer player, like five years because I just like had that stuff already. I was going to say, so you just like opened your like shorts drawer and picked out (laughs) like one of your athletic shorts. Listen, it's not a read. I'm just yeah. saying you, your aesthetic <laughs> lends itself to this costume. Yeah. So I have just kind of grown into doing a different version of that, which is I like to pick Halloween costumes from the 80s or 90s because my wardrobe works very well for that. Um, so a few I love years this ago, like shopping in your house for a Halloween costume. <laughs> I know. A few years ago, I was um, like Brian from The Breakfast Club. And then after that, I was like Marty McFly um, from Back to the Future. Mm hmm. So mostly just oh, like work, working with what I have. Um, yeah, one potential one we've talked about, me and Monica as a couple's costume would be to go as Monica and Chandler from Friends. Um, <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Oh. So yeah, that might be it, but. Damn, but Chandler's the problematic character. I know, but like him in his younger days just had like such a good aesthetic, so. That's true, I'm just, yeah. listen. Um, Harley Quinn murdered people so like not like exactly the great like she's like a horrible right. cartoon ca- you whatever. can't critique yeah right I can't critique I'm going as a super villain yeah um, speaking of super villains I think one of the reasons that queer people really like Halloween is you get to dress up as like oftentimes like your favorite villain or your favorite scary person um, and oftentimes as you and I know Taryn those people are like really coded queer like mm. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a queen in like a Maleficent outfit and I'm just like yeah well, obviously it's because Maleficent is number one, incredibly iconic, but like also there's like a lot of queer coding. There's a lot of, um, I saw a really cool article about like how, like that like really bright lime green that is mm-hmm. oftentimes in like used like around the Disney villains um, is also like subtle queer coding. Mm. Um, but so yeah, I think like we simultaneously get up, get to dress up as our favorite like queer icons and like, the villains that they are so I think that's just like another reason queer people love Halloween yeah yeah and it's good to kind of like almost reclaim those like queer coded villains um Mm -hmm. yeah like you said it's very prevalent in Disney um people like uh like Hades in Hercules or Jafar yeah yeah there are loads of examples Ursula um and like Ursula Ursula was literally designed after Divine the drag queen yeah yeah um, and I, my favorite, I have to say, Hades is my favorite Disney villain, especially the scene where he's talking to like Megara and they're like having a discussion. He goes, what did you expect? He's a guy. And it was like, that's a gay best friend right there. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No, honestly, his character is hilarious. Um, oh, so good. Um, I think like 
him from Powerpuff Girls and Hades from uh, Hercules are two mm-hmm. going to be my like two ridiculous tattoos. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. What if them great. together? <gasps> oh, dangerous. Um, <laughs> we already talked about tattoos here, and we can't talk about. Oh, yeah, I know. Anymore. Don't go down that. Road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Tana, I could tell you like so many things that I fucking love about Halloween, but I'm gonna let you talk now. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I actually want to know from you, like, is there a piece of like Halloween media or something that you that is your favorite or that you revisit every single year? Mm-hmm. I think um, it admittedly is probably a little stereotypical, but I do love Rocky Horror Picture Show specifically because of Dr. Frankenfurter. Um, I think admittedly, as I've like come into my grandness a little bit, I'm just like, oh, I'm like actually Dr. Frankenfurter. And I was like, that is my vibe. And I was like, I would love that entire outfit. Um, I've actually never seen Rocky Horror. Oh, Picture so this show. podcast is over, everyone. I know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a queer sin. No, but no, you'll just I, have I've to come over it. and watch it soon. Yeah, yeah. You should totally do that this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like it's a vibe. It's the first time I saw it was like with a gay straight alliance in college. Mm-hmm. So it like, and then, I mean, I'm, so you haven't seen it, but it is like such a queer movie. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm so, oh, I'm so excited to experience this with you, Taryn. <laughs> um, and then I think a lot of queer people love Elvira as well and like Elvira Queen of the Dark she had like a bunch of movies and stuff uh before my time admittedly but it's very important because she just came out as queer oh yeah yeah uh I think in her in her memoir she came out as like having a 19 year relationship with a woman so if you don't know Elvira Elvira um is this like very campy goth uh spooky character essentially played by a woman named Cassandra Peterson and she's kind of seen as like a horror hostess in a way that's like kind of her common descriptor and like she's hosting like something on with like Netflix for like every Sunday there's like a bunch of queer movies uh with Elvira so like she's just like I feel like literally just like a horror character yeah in pop culture if that makes sense but the woman who plays her again um Cassandra Peterson just uh published a memoir is publishing a memoir and or yeah it's yours cruelly elvira is her memoir that's out now and which is incredible that's such a hilarious i might just sign off my emails like that now um (laughs) i think that would be actually pretty detrimental to my job (laughs) just like anyway um but so yeah she just came out as like yeah here's someone I've been in a relationship with for 19 years and it's a woman and she took it's like it's actually this like really lovely queer story like they met at a gym and Elvira thought she thought the woman Teresa was like a butch guy and then Mm. like found out that Teresa was a woman was like oh damn okay (laughs) so love it um but yeah I feel like there's just like queerness and like Halloween and like spooky shit and like you know how many gays say like we are the daughters of the witches you couldn't burn like that kind of shit like oh yeah um, i feel like that all just like intersects like people just being like i am a wizard because i am gay um (laughs) but yeah i feel like this is just like this is the queer holiday and i feel like that's i've picked up on that since i was like super small Mm -hmm. um and i demanded to wear my tights around the house for my halloween costume even though it was april um so cute yes that is exactly who i was i was a cat and i was like mom wear the cat tights and she's like 
they're in the Halloween box. And I was like, I'm going to go get them. Oh my God. <laughs> I want oh, pictures I have, of that too. Yes. I have always been this way. I was, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was Sylvester for like three years in a row. Um, ridiculous. But yeah, I, I feel like Halloween and queerness just go like hand in hand. So mm-hmm. it's a great time. It's my literal favorite time of the year. This is the happiest time of year for me. Good. Okay, so we do have other stuff to talk about this episode other than Halloween, Taryn. So stay tuned for a little bit later, everyone, when we talk about something new that I'm working on. All right. Chicago Reader Podcasts are recorded on Sure Microphones. Born in Chicago, Sure has been bringing stories to life on stage and in the studio for nearly 100 years. Whether you're listening along or starting a project of your own, Sure makes extraordinary audio products you can rely on anywhere, anytime. Learn more at Sure.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, Adam, you told me that you're working on something new that maybe has a little tie-in to our spooky season discussion. So yep. yeah, give it to us. What What are you working on at the reader now? Okay. Um, and this is a pitch that is fresh off the presses. Mm. Um, I was talking to Salem, a uh, friend of the pod, culture editor at the reader about right. this. Um, and I just pitched this to them this morning. And I am writing about death doulas Mm. so do you know what a doula is i think so but give me a refresher so a doula is like a professional labor assistant and they provide like a lot of mental or a lot of physical and emotional support for partners during pregnancy um but also like after the childbirth process as well so it is like a like a more holistic than like i guess like the OBGYN or um, going to like the hospital and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so a death doula is that, but for someone who is dying in their family. And so okay. it's somebody who guides people who are dying. So like people in hospice or like in the end of life care and their families are like, okay, like this is what death is. And here's how you can like remember them. Like, I think it's, um, I never would have like thought that this was, someone's job but I think it's like so powerful to like the idea of like you are like shepherding someone into death yeah um and I think especially after like the year we've had that must be such a profound experience Mm -hmm. um and I think like that person must have to have such an interesting and fascinating look an idea of like what death is and like what does death mean and what comes afterward for both like them and the people who love them Mm -hmm. um so I guess it's like ooky spooky and like the death vibe. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I've kind of been wanting to write about this for a while, but it just like popped in my head to pitch it today. So um, I'm really excited about it actually. So was there something specific that uh, like, like where did you first hear about them? Do you remember? I actually heard about it, heard about like the concept of a death doula from a friend of a friend. I was visiting Asheville, North Carolina with some friends for a friend's 30th birthday. And the friend of hers that we met there, a uh, friend of the birthday girls that we met there was a doula. And so we were just like, oh, that's like really, really interesting. And she talked about it and she's like, yeah, but like there are also, and she, you could tell she was like so passionate about it that she was just like talking about it. And I, but like, we were like eating it up. Um, and so, but she was like, I'm just, but like, if you think this shit is interesting, wait till you hear about death doulas. And like, everyone was like, one who and a ha. It was like, Mm. 
what and i was like I, because of who i am as a person i was just like tell me more yeah um but so yeah it's just like i don't know i got like a very simplistic overview just like oh someone who like helps people die blah, blah, blah. but like i am so interested to talk to people especially like what i am so fascinated about like what is the role of a death doula during a pandemic yeah um and like is business good like are people more like are people looking for this like is this a service that you think people need during a pandemic mm -hmm. um or just like in general like what are the benefits to a doula versus like maybe like end of life counseling that's like from a funeral home or something like that yeah and i was doing some research and they um there's actually some discussion about like why death doulas and like the services they provide are especially important for queer people because mm -hmm. they like you know think of like the birthing process it's not just like the literal physical aspect of it it's like how do i prepare financially for this like what is like what is the legality of all of this um i mean not the what is the legality of having a baby i mean um but like you know what do i need to like be mindful of and stuff right like that. And, and queer people would in some cases have different barriers and different kind of roadblocks um for processes like that so that makes sense yeah especially like for queer people who don't have family who don't have like next of kin like right. how do i it was like you know there's like discussion about like how do i like bequeath my possessions and like my finances to someone that like i guess like legally would technically go to like my brother or my surviving relative but like they haven't talked to me in 30 years so i don't want to fucking give this to them like that right. kind of thing right um so yeah i'm so fascinated to hear about all of this and i think it's uh, going to be like a really profound article to write like in terms of like the interviews that I'm going to do I feel like I'm gonna it's gonna be a lot of tears yeah yeah that it's it sounds really interesting I'm curious in your research what you'll learn about like that idea of a doula in our like western civilization that is mm -hmm. like you know we we being the the United States especially just kind of would assume that our process of going through death which like, you know, it might involve a hospital, it might involve like a funeral, like that kind of linear process would be like the way to do it or whatever. But mm -hmm. like, of course there are countless other cultures and other religions that go through that death process in a very different way. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm curious yeah. how how the doulas will like overlap with some of that and and just like, yeah, potentially bring in like pieces and ideas of other other cultures and stuff in in how to process death so yeah absolutely i think like is it better to seek out a death doula from someone within your culture or i guess are there people who specialize in or like death doulas who specialize in certain cultural traditions and things like that so yeah i mm -hmm. think it's going to be such a interesting article i um have a book on my bookshelf specifically about like all of the um that i have yet to read specifically about like how the rituals for death differ about throughout all of these cultures and i think it's so interesting and i'm super excited to like get into that and talk about it and so stay tuned for all of that friends cool yeah we'll have to have to touch base maybe in a couple episodes and, and see what you've learned yeah yeah um we all might need to collectively do a shot beforehand but like we'll, we'll be fine <laughs> yeah um yeah i think that is all that i'm working on for now taryn okay uh um, so yes since it is the end of our episode taryn i have to ask how do we end these episodes queer picks you know okay you know the drill do you want to go first yes. 
Yes, I'll go first. Mine is, um, I think, pretty, pretty broad. Um, and I know this is going to come out of left field, but my queer pick is Halloween. <laughs> As we've discussed, I fucking love Halloween. Yeah. Halloween is canonically queer. It is queer Christmas. My queer pick is Halloween. That's it for the whole month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the entire month. I'm just going to say this every episode until it's over. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my queer pick in April is going to be Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be, oh my God, I'm going to have a bit like Lior. Every queer pick is just going to be Halloween. Oh my God. How yeah. hard would you punch me, Taryn? <laughs> yeah, that is a reference to uh, Lior tweeting uh, May the 4th be with you, but uh, basically every day since May 4th. So yes. May he the literally 5th, did like uh, October the 5th be with you today. Yeah, oh my God. It's so funny. Yeah, no, follow Lior on Twitter if you haven't. God, um, nobody does a bit like Lior. <laughs> Um, what is your queer pick, Taryn? Um, my queer pick is, you know, those Halloween cookies that are like the little yes. sugar cookies that have like the ghosts of the pumpkins printed on them. Mm-hmm. That's my queer pick because oh, perfect. Those are those are so good. They're you so have good. to get them every year. We've already bought some. In fact, today all I've eaten are pumpkin cookies and coffee. So I'm just like fully in it, living off of those cookies. See. This is why you and I get along perfectly, Taryn, because those are my favorite cookies. And I like distinctly have memories of like making those with my mom growing up. And now we were like in a grocery store with Rainy and I was like, we have to get these. Oh, um, yeah. Like, yeah. Went from it. It was like, um. you have to get them and you have to stock up because they're one of those things that like. You can't eat one. You have to no, eat like you, nine. You have to eat a few raw and then a few baked and you have to get mm-hmm. enough to last the whole season because they're going to switch them out for the thanksgiving ones like even before halloween so yeah oh, wow i actually i think i'm gonna send randy on an errand <laughs> <laughs> no, unrelated um, i think i have to go to the grocery store <laughs> right no it's like unrelated we have to go right now actually. yeah <laughs> no completely that's so funny yeah um i actually my mom never let me have the raw ones um but it was like before so i don't know if they were always made like edible raw but like now on the packages it has like a little thing that says like you can eat them raw so yeah like, honey if you do not think thing. yeah okay, i was like so like honey if you do not think i'm like <laughs> um because when i had them they came in a sleeve and like there were like mm-hmm. score marks where you would like cut them yeah and that's like it was like super fun when i was little because i was like i think like around like five or six when like we would do this so like I remember it's like oh I'm getting to cut things and my mom would like obviously like be very mindful of like her like toddler with a knife <laughs> especially like me as a human being who I am right. um, wow I forgot about them coming in a sleeve like that memory right. unlocked yeah right you're welcome yeah. memory unlocked <laughs> <laughs> wow we do have like it is just truly a complete Halloween episode yeah I love that I it's love good. that I mean as we've discussed queer Christmas mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us on this ooky spooky episode. Um, yeah. Send you- in send in your favorite queer horror movies, your favorite Halloween snacks, your yeah, your costume ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear more. And you know, Adam will use however many episodes they can talking about Halloween. So we'll, we'll keep exactly. the conversation going. <laughs> all of the episodes. Every episode, I'm gonna be just like, what is my instead of queer picks? I'm just gonna do like Halloween picks now. Chicago queer Halloween and now we're rebranding. <gasps> yep. TM. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. See you next time. (laughs) Chicago Queer and Now is a podcast from the Chicago Reader, the city's independent bi-weekly alt newspaper that's been keeping things free and freaky since 1971. 
The show is hosted by Adam Rhodes and Taryn Allen, produced by Brianna Wellen, and edited by Adam Rhodes. It features original theme music by Richard Brazil, voice work by me, Kirk Williamson, and show logos by Taryn Allen. Reach out to us at cqn at chicagoreader.com. Follow us on Twitter at Chicago Queer Now and support this podcast and the rest of the Chicago Reader team by going to chicagoreader.com slash donate. <laughs>